Welcome to our podcast. Talk to me, sister. I'm Kathy. And I am Sarah. And we are twin sisters documenting our surrogacy journey, discussing women's health, motherhood, and all the details that led us here. Our mission is to not only educate and inform, but to spread joy and hope through our story. Thanks for following along. Hey guys, welcome back to Talk To Me Sister podcast. Um, Today we have on the podcast Leslie McCall Carpenter. We are so excited to have her on. She's not only a friend, but was a huge encouragement to me during my surrogacy journey or kind of, you know, was a great sounding board, answered a ton of my questions because she has also used a surrogate through an agency. Um, So we're excited to take a look into her surrogacy experience today. We're going to talk about motherhood, IVF, um, her surrogate with her second pregnancy. We're going to talk about some of her newborn motherhood, you know, must-haves, and also her love for cooking. So we can't wait to dive in. She also has a close relationship with Candace Cameron Bure, who we all know and love from Full House and Fuller House. Candace always is also the godmother of her daughter, Cricket. Super cool. Leslie, we think this is going to be a great episode and you're going to provide some good insight um, and just a real life perspective from, for our listeners. So we're excited to have you on. And you're in Sun Valley, right? You're not yes. at home. No, I'm in Sun Valley, Idaho. And today actually is a really special date for us because it's the date that we brought Cricket home from the hospital. And <gasps> she was sent to Children's Hospital after our crazy, crazy birth. And um, oh and she was only in there for 10 days and they thought maybe months. They didn't know. So today is a special day for us. Oh, oh that is so a special sweet. day. Amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Well, y'all we have a lot to celebrate. To yes. <laughs> I love that. So and also I want to say something about Fuller House um, because I don't know if you've seen this you probably know because Candace is your BFF, but they have an episode, right? Where Stephanie's like a surrogate for one of them. I don't know. I, I cool. haven't watched as many as I should I have. Know. I'm waiting until <laughs> Cricket's old enough. I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're I still in kids' so shows. Cool. Well, honestly, yeah, I haven't cool. seen it either. But when I told uh, my, I have a six-year-old. And when she was telling her friends about me being a surrogate, they were like, oh, yeah, we saw that on Fuller House, which I thought was in- so great that that was like in their dialogue. So well, that's awesome so cool. because it does, people don't talk about it enough. And another thing, and then we'll get into other stuff first, but it's just interesting to me because people, so, so many people, when I said I was using a surrogate, it's like, oh my God, that's so great. You're not going to get fat. Or if I have another baby, I'm going to get, a, I'm going to use a surrogate. Oh my yeah. God, how brilliant. I'm like, okay. Well, okay. it was like, oh, my baby and I almost died during, <laughs> during yeah, the like, cricket. And then oh, I gosh. had to have three surgeries to fixed scar tissue, which didn't end up working and three Mm -hmm. failed IUI attempts, four failed IVF attempts, one lost baby via surrogate and finally one healthy COVID baby. Oh my gosh, Leslie, you have been through it. And it's funny when people say stuff like that, because it's like, they're only seeing it from like their perspective looking in, but they, you hardly ever know like a woman's journey that like brought her there. So it's like mindful of like 
kind of watch what you say. <laughs> right. But well, and I've also learned not to ask people, oh, when are you having babies? It's like you have no idea what they're going through. Exactly. Right. Gosh, we're so thankful that Cricket was okay. I know we're going to get into that in a second and that um, your children are great and you're, you're healthy. And yeah, I know that was really scary. Goodness gracious. Yes. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, we're so excited to have you because one, I, I do think that's like an important note to start the episode on is like a PSA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, so like what to say when someone's using a surrogate is, is the congratulations and nothing uh, <laughs> about, oh, at least you don't have to get fat. Like, uh, like Sarah and I have talked about where Sarah's like, I would, I would do it again to gain weight and to be nauseous. Like, it's not anything about that. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, can we start and talk about cricket? And yes. I would love to know about a little bit more about, you know, your, your birth with her and some things that made you decide to do a surrogate this time around or the second time around. Yeah. Well, um, with cricket, my doctor told me that she was going on vacation. And, um, so I said, you know, I want, obviously I want you to deliver my baby. And, um, so she did, she wasn't, uh, she wasn't my, I can't get into that, the specifics, uh, for legal reasons. Right. But basically, um, my daughter, a nurse told my husband and my mom that both of us were dead and (gasps) to make funeral arrangements. What? No way. I did not know this. Yes. And so, um, then they, she was stuck. And so they had to literally cut her out of me and they, they cut into everything in my body. Like, beyond beyond wait can and you explain like what do you mean she was stuck like did she, she come well, out like she, her she, my kids have giant heads and so she just got stuck <laughs> coming out oh my and God. um oh. yeah so <laughs> not awesome and so they had to like literally cut her out of me she was born um something called aie and i forget what that stands for but um my husband knows um because he it, basically they they used i think 16 pints of blood when they were doing blood transfusions and I was left in a coma. And so when they, she's born blue, but they said, let's take her to children's hospital, Los Angeles, Mm. which is the greatest place on earth and and the scariest place on earth as well. Yeah. But so they took, Adam took her there and uh, Dr. Wu, the head of neurology um, at the NICU, he did two tests or trial thing, two trials, but they wouldn't know for sure if she had received the actual um, blood transfusion with the medication or if it was just, um, oh my gosh, what's the word? Uh, I've lost, I've lost the word. Uh, placebo, thank you. Yeah. And so, so um, then they didn't know how, they said that she would have cerebral palsy and then long story short, they did not know how long she'd be in the NICU. When I finally talked to him, I talked to him when she was 18 months old. And I said, well, she's talking in full sentences. And he said, well, just call me after your lunch and, you know, let's talk. And so I called him back and he's like, who's in the background? And I said, cricket. He said, you've got to be kidding me. She's like, yeah, our waitress is Irene. It was, we had shabu shabu. It was so great. And um, he's like, okay, now I can tell you that only 5% of kids are born with what cricket has even walk, much less talk. Oh my and goodness. So I have chills. We, it, it was, it was, it's, I, it's still, I'm still processing it every day. I like, she should be in a wheelchair and we were at Disneyland last week for her birthday. And, um, we, Adam and I saw all these kids with special needs and we're just kind of like shaken because that should have been us and mm. it's not. 
And she's just healthy, happy, gorgeous, kind, amazing four-year-old. Oh my gosh. What an incredible story you guys have in her life and her legacy. And wow. We're thankful for little cricket. So thankful, but what trauma, like, yes, goodness. it was crazy. So clearly that was very traumatic and brought you guys to the discussion about surrogacy next. We have so many questions, but I would love to know what that conversation was like once you thought about having your second kid after all of you guys, what you have been through. We did IUI for cricket just because if I didn't get pregnant the summer after um, we got married, I said, well, do try for the summer. And then in September, I'm going to do IUI because I want to get pregnant fast because I wanted to have kids like back to back. And yeah. of course, nothing ever works out as planned. Right. Right. Um, so I went to my <laughs> fertility doctor and said, I want to what in March. So cricket was nine months old and he said, you have severe scar tissue, I think surrogacy. And I was like, wait, what? I'm like, no, 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 no. And I, I usually can get what I want and put my mind to it, but <laughs> yeah, um, it's a good quality. He's like, yeah. So that I was like, okay, I'm going to do all the surgeries I have to do. So I waited till I stopped breastfeeding cricket mm-hmm. and when she was a year old and then I did the surgery, 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 and that didn't work out. And then the IUI and that didn't work out. And then the IVFs kept getting canceled because he's like, I'm just not putting an embryo because we, I have frozen my eggs when I was, when I just met my husband because I was 34 and I'm like, I want to freeze my eggs. And so I did. So we thankfully had those. So I didn't have to also go through the egg retrieval process again. Um, so we used, we used those and we only had six embryos and uh, yeah. So we wanted to, he, the doctor just would not waste an embryo when he did not think that I could actually get pregnant. So, wow. Wow. If you have been listening along to the pod, you know we love high quality vitamins that are worth your time and your money. Seeking Health vitamins are our favorite because they are not synthetic and they are easily absorbable. We have a new coupon code exclusive to our audience. It's 10% off your first order from seekinghealth.com. So use our code talk to me sister for 10% off. That's talk to with the number two me sister for 10% off. We will link all of this information in the show notes. Enjoy. Yeah. So we, can we go back up? Cause I have a question about deciding to freeze your eggs. I think a lot of women and listeners want to know about that. It's the best thing I have ever done. And I recommend it to anyone who's either professional or just like not in a rush to get married or whatever, whatever reason, if you can do it, because I didn't think I needed them. I didn't use those frozen eggs for cricket. And I was, I was kind of laughing about, oh, the, the, I had, I think 11 or 12 eggs that were, that had not been fertilized or what. And, um, and I was like, ah, so funny. They're just sitting there in the vault. Didn't think I'd ever have to use them. And that I did. Wow. That's incredible. I'm so glad that you had those and me too. Wow. And got that. Head it's it's of, not the easiest of, process, but it's worth it. It's it's not that hard either. Yeah. Very cool. It's worth it too, for peace of mind, I bet. Yes. It's, a, it's, a, yeah, it's amazing technology and science. Wow. So you guys uh, did IVF with the eggs that you had frozen. And what was that process like for you 
after all that you had been through with the surgeries and everything like that, you said the doctor didn't think you'd get pregnant even through IVF? Right. So he, I was on all the medication and doing all the okay. process up and they would get canceled every day, the day before. And meanwhile, I was in mommy and me groups and baby groups. Um, and everyone was getting pregnant. And I was the one that said I wanted to get pregnant first. And I, and that everyone was getting pregnant and they kept canceling my IVFs. And so I had one of my, this gay couple that I'm really close with, they were supposed to do it the same week I was, and they canceled my IVF, but they got pregnant. And then mm-hmm. a girlfriend of mine, um, girlfriend of mine, she was doing IVF same week I was, they canceled mine. She got pregnant. Then her twin sister was having, tr- was doing IVF the same week I was, and they canceled mine and she got pregnant. So it was like constant, like just let down, let down, let down. Such so it's exhausting. It's so exhausting. You know, we, um, Kathy and I talk to a lot of women who are doing IVF and have questions about surrogacy. And I'm always amazed at people's like women's resilience and like their story. And we feel really lucky that, you know, our transfer took the first time, but I know that so many women out there just like go through hell trying to, you know, all these IVF cycles. I know it's like exhausting and then you get everybody else around you seems like it's so easy for. Um, right. Well, and the people, the, the people that had so much trouble anyway, and like both of my girlfriends are twins, they each only had one embryo. And so it was like their only shot. Oh, and so, oh and they gosh. both have healthy boys now. So, Oh, good. Mm, so I want to talk about, I want to get into like your sur- using an agency and choosing your surrogate. Like when did your fertility doctor, did you feel like it was your decision or did they come to you and were like, you need a surrogate. We need to start this process of finding a surrogate like this is my doctor it was easter weekend and i went um i live in pacific palisades so it's about a 40 minute drive to my fertility doctor so i went 7 a.m easter weekend before i went to the desert to go visit my mom and he said you're you can't this is this is it i'm not not, you you shouldn't try anymore if you want a baby you you really need a surrogate so I burst into tears, called my dad on my drive home and then just imagine how many people were gonna get pregnant at Coachella. And then, oh. <laughs> oh my God, everyone only imagine. So, yeah, so I uh, called an agency on my way to the desert and um, I found one and I was like, I'm doing this as fast as humanly possible. And that just doesn't work that quickly. It's just, yeah. it is a process. And I went with the first person that they found for me um, because I, it, it's just, it's hard. It's hard. And she was in Northern California and I was like, all right, let's do it. Um, and I'm one that just is like, all right, let's get things done. I don't, I don't sit around and like, yeah. do you explore like, all my options sounds good. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. And so then the day before she did the embryo transfer, we were in Beverly Hills at the office and I said, okay, so when you come back for your like through one month checkup or whatever, she goes, come back. I'm not coming back here. <gasps> I'm like, I'm going to have it. I'm going to do it by my house. And I was like, oh. Oh, like okay. her OB, like her local, right? Yeah. But okay. my doctor had said, and she had agreed to it, that she, that she would come back for her first appointment. Mm-hmm. So I was like really thrown off. Like, okay, but whatever, let's just do this. And then the day of her embryo transfer, I called her two hours later to say, how are texted her? How are you doing? She's good. I'm about to go walk around Beverly Hills. And I freaked out, burst into tears. It's 93 degrees out. You're on bed rest. And she's like, I know it's good for my body. It's good to get... So I called the nurses, they call her and then she's texting me like, it's my body. I can do what I want, how I want. And if I, 
And I'm like, I'll order you Chinese food. She was, I didn't have, I don't have a credit card on for room service or to order a movie here. I'm like, I'll do whatever it takes. Oh my gosh, Leslie. Then she, um, then she would do stuff like she'd, I'd text her before bed, like, Hey, how are you feeling? After I found out she was pregnant and she's like, Oh, well, I'm hot. I've been on my feet 14 hours today. It's 104 degrees here and I don't have AC. So she was like, almost like kind of asking me like, why don't you put AC in my house or whatever? So then I was in Idaho on a walk with my mom and I got a call from her, which was never a good sign. And she said that there was some bleeding. And because of her doctor, I had to wait. It was like 8 a.m. I had to wait until 5 p.m. that night. And I was by myself. My husband was, um, my husband was, was flying in the next day and my sister and best friend were, and I was just by myself at my dad's in, in Idaho. And, um, she, I found out that, uh, there was no heartbeat, oh, and no. That they would, they would get, they'd get back to me. And so in two days, so, and so two days, so later, you weren't even at the appointment, how many days or how many weeks was this after you did the transfer? And she, I honestly, I blocked it out. I okay. think she was like eight eight or nine weeks pregnant, oh but I gosh. told people because I was like so excited yeah. and I didn't know what I was going through. So I had literally just had dinner with a bunch, like 10 of my girlfriends in Idaho and told all of them this is the night before. Mm-hmm. And one of my other girlfriends was pregnant. She's like, I'm pregnant with a boy too. Oh my gosh. I'm like, Oh, crazy. And then of course the next day she miscarried, oh, like, but she I'm was so sorry. That's so hard. Wait, she let me negligent. Oh, I'm mm. so sorry. Cause when I called you, I guess it was sometime last summer when I called you, um, you had just gotten, I think you were pregnant You're with your second surrogate and you had told me this story and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so wild. But I want to go back a little bit with the agency. Did they, um, like when you use an agency, because this is like a foreign concept for me because Kathy and I obviously are so close siblings. Did they already, like all the surrogates had already done the prerequisites. They're just like, here's a good match for you. And did you meet her before y'all went into the process of transfer? Like, did you guys spend time together? No, I think we did. We had breakfast after, I can't remember if we actually met in person. I don't think we did before, but the day, the day before the transfer, we had breakfast together. I think unless we, unless we had one meeting before, if she flew down, I'm not, I don't think so though. So you were kind of like going with whatever the agency was telling you you should do. You kind of were trusting them with the process. So right. tell us tell us about when she'd been a surrogate before. Okay. And I think that's part of why she was like, I've done this. I've got this. You know, mm-hmm. I have two kids of my own. I've been a surrogate before because I absolutely did not want a first time surrogate. That was like, no, 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 because it just freaked me out. Well, then after yeah. this happened, and my husband was against it as well, but after this happened, I realized, you know what, maybe a first time surrogate would be so much more careful and because they'd never done it and like really be, and so we ended up going with the first time surrogate and she was amazing, amazing. Yes. Yeah. So tell us about her, like how you, you obviously decided to switch surrogates. Um, I switched tell us agencies. About, or you switched agencies. Wow. Right, okay. I want to chime in and say like, it sounds like sounds like that you should you know as an intended parent you would trust the agency but yeah. it sounds like well, she she well, wasn't on board with probably all the things that were in a contract right like staying and, off your feet they, and <laughs> exactly that. I'm thinking like all that should be in the con I mean you know like sounds like she wasn't following some guy she she wasn't and I was calling the the agent 
lady and then I tried to get money back and they, they gave me half of it, but they kept $56,000 because you get, you get, they got half when Less. they placed me with the surrogate and then they got half when, and then the, the surrogate only got $4,500 and she had to have a DNC. Mm. So it was just crazy. And so, oh my goodness, definitely do research. And I, my recommendation is, you know, you could put my contact or something on your, on your website or whatever, but, but for Good, good, great um, agencies. I, the second I found out that my first surrogate miscarried, I called my friend in San Francisco and bawling. I said, who did you use? Because again, I was like, I'm doing this as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. And we yeah, found someone the sh- amazing who was in Southern California, oh, good. which is, which is, I mean, she was, you know, 40 minutes from me, which is, and every, mm-hmm. everyone tells you everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. and it does. But um, I couldn't quite see the reason at, that point and then turns out the baby would have born in april 2020 in northern california i wouldn't have been able to get there I oh driven, my goodness but, and then she had already said that she had to have her mom in the room with her while she was having while she was having baby and i said that's totally fine but that was pre-covid so this would have been i wouldn't have been able to be there i don't even know when i could have even gotten my baby oh, wow so that I is true thinking, everything happens for a reason like i'm sure in the moment it was devastating but like so glad that you found this new surrogate in a new agency. We will put in the show notes probably your contact and then um, maybe your agency if you're willing to say which one that you loved and yes, um, any kind of questions people could reach out. But with this new surrogate, I'm so glad you guys, that you loved her and you guys connected well. What are some of the things that you did as an intended parent to like feel connected. Cause I know if you're like me, like you told me this before, like, it's just a, such a different process. Like, how did you, um, how were you able to feel connected during those first couple of trimesters? Are there things that you put, like, did you have her on a specific meal plan? Were there, th- were there things that she did? Like, did she check in with you every week? We, we talked, she would answer my text whenever I texted her, just, Hey, how are you? And she'd send pictures And it was the beginning of COVID. I'm so, so fortunate because she did her embryo transfer literally three weeks before everything shut, maybe a month before everything shut down. I could not imagine what I would have had to do if I had to wait another nine months or a year or whatever, because I know someone that did have, they were doing their embryo transfer and then they shut down and the the embryo was already thawed. And so that was just... Oh um, gosh, that's terrible. Yeah. So, so I checked in with her and when you work with an agency, you basically tell them what you're looking for. And the surrogate tells the agency what they're looking for as far as the relationship. Like, do you want to have lunch every week? Do you want to, how often do you want to see the baby after the baby's born? Like the surrogate can say, I want to see the baby every week or every month. I mean, that's, that's rare, but so they match you with some, but some, some intended parents really want that connection. I don't, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not that kind of person. So yeah. I, I kept in contact with her, but it was not, um, we didn't see each other. I went to one appointment, I think when she was eight months pregnant. Oh, so wow. I, that's the only time I saw her because of COVID. I probably, oh, I because been, of COVID. I would have been to all the appointments, but they, I wasn't allowed in. Cause she was in your area. I, I wonder yes. about, so I actually had a, a girl reach out to me recently who is also like a cancer survivor and she's thinking about surrogacy. And she asked me about, an out-of-town surrogate. And I didn't really have an answer for her because I wasn't, that's not what we did. And I know a lot of surrogates are out of town. Um, I'm guessing that they use their local 
you might know this because of your research, would they use their local OB yes. or would they have to fly in or drive in they for appointments? Would use their uh, local OB. Okay. And then just like FaceTime you or whatever. Oh, okay. If you want to be on the call, but some, some parents don't, intended parents don't even want to be there. I wanted to be there for the appointments, but because mm-hmm. of COVID, I couldn't be. Gotcha. But we were fortunate that um, during his birth, we were able to be in the room. And it was a funny story because they told me, but literally going in, and it was a planned C-section too, which was amazing because we were just like, got there at 6.30 in the morning, had the baby at 8.05. Amazing. It was crazy. And, um, but the, the mom was going to go in and I was, and the, I'm like, I said to the nurse, but my husband can't go in. She can have two people. Can't my husband come instead of her mom? And they said, no, that's who's coming in. And the mom of my surrogate stood up and said, hey, you listen here. He's the father. He's going to be in there. Get him Aww. some scrubs now. Oh, amazing. And like, amazing. And so that I told, gives me chills. I told makes me want to cry. <laughs> I told my surrogate that story after, because she wasn't there. Obviously, she was prepping for surgery. Yeah. She was, oh, yeah. My mom's been kicked out of several soccer games. <laughs> I, <can't do> <laughs> I love yeah. that. I'm so glad she had a mom like that and was your surrogate. That's so great. Was well, it because it was that in the contract that her mom was supposed to be in the birth? No. Plant? I don't think so. COVID just changed everything up so uh, much. And um, I'm just so thankful that my husband was able to be in the room because uh, me too. Bill, his last experience with the C-section was his wife was dead and his baby was dead. And oh, this, we had the, the beach boys were playing and um, his heart rate was, his heart rate was dipping and I was freaking out. And Adam's like, Oh, trust me, this is so good. It was so much better. And then the nurses said, are you sure he's full term? And I was like, yeah. And then I thought about it after I was like, Oh, my fertility doctor told me that his due date was October 10th. And then her OB said the due date was he measured October 1st, but you have to do um, C-section a week ahead. And then I realized my, the baby wasn't like conceived in Cabo. Like we, we know yeah. Yeah, he actually is, was due <laughs> October 10th. So he was born like two and a half, three weeks premature. Oh, but, wow. But almost oh, nine pounds. I wish we so. could trick our doctors into thinking that. That'd be <laughs> like a, we'd be like a month away at this. I was point. gonna say, Kathy, we'd be way. I have like way too much to do. We, we let's, let's keep our <laughs> no, due I'm date. Joking. I'm, I'm joking. Um, we should pause. We didn't even like mention Adam, but we should pause. That's how we know you, Leslie. Obviously, like Adam, your husband is our good friend and childhood friend. Um, who we love so much, and we love him. We grew up we lo- with him, and we're so glad to. Know He's this still like one guys. of the funniest people I've ever, ever been around. But um, we're so happy it's, that he got a son and you guys have a sweet boy. Yeah. And it sounds yeah. like that process for him was healing because I'm sure he had his own trauma. And we often talk about birth trauma in females, but we really don't mm-hmm. talk about it in daddies like that. So I'm sure right. that that so was true. a really important day for him. Um, so while we're talking about that, I would love to know more about birth because we are getting ready for this and <laughs> yes. we're getting ready for birth. And, you know, we had a lot of questions for you guys as we were starting the process, uh, you know, how you stayed connected, what was good, what was, you know, not so good, which we've covered. But now going into birth, it's a whole different thing. So I would love to know about your birth plan besides kind of the, the scheduled C-section. Is there anything that you loved that you would recommend us doing anything that you would do differently just like tips for us as we go into this season well because it was a planned c-section which it was worked out so well for us I, I mean I'm kind of a fly by the seat of my pants kind of gal and so we just 
packed our bags and and left and there was no like I don't know I it's it's kind of a fog too did you guys do a like a did your lawyer make you do like a hospital plan because they just reached out to us to say like okay Kathy like do you want to recover on a different floor so you don't hear babies cry do you like did you know that you guys were going to get a separate room with Holden well because of COVID they couldn't guarantee us a room it was just a nightmare so we didn't know so it was it was everything was so up in the air um, because he was born just as things were starting to shut down again last September. Mm-hmm. And so um, we thankfully were able to get a room and we stayed at the hospital and Jocelyn had her own room. Um, and I, th- and I don't even remember where, but I think we were, I think we were on the maternity floor. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we were. So you said something earlier that was interesting. You said that some surrogates in the contract want to continue a relationship with the baby after. Is that what you just said? Yes. That's so interesting to me. I have never heard that. Yes. I mean, obviously, it varies. Sorry, I I send like I sent her Christmas cards um, and then I'll send her pictures. But it was really cute, actually, because I spoke with um, someone at the agency the other day because they give you they keep like some of your money for six months in case the surrogate has any medical issues or whatever. So she was giving it back to me and she said um, that my surrogate had just sent her a picture of my baby, which is, I just thought so sweet, but I also didn't, I didn't go, I purposely did not go on any of her social media, didn't look her up once because I was thought like, what if there's a picture of her, like drinking a beer at a party, party, like from (laughs) three years ago, I just don't want to know anything about her life, which is probably smart advice for parents, which could be unique to me, you know, because some people I know are type A and then want just want to dig into everything and, and know all that. And, um, that just wasn't. Yeah. And that's probably good to not like, have that in your mind or like judge somebody like four years prior, but I could see how that would be tempting. You, well, and, uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, and just another thing for people that are thinking about doing it, it is, it's a process. It is a long process. It's a lot of work. A lot of attorneys, there are background checks, there are mental health checks for both the intended parents and the surrogates and the surrogates, um, spouse. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a major thing to take on and it's not, it's, you have to really have, be ready for it, but it's totally worth it. It's mm-hmm. totally worth it. I always say that too. I'm like, you, you definitely have to jump through hoops, but it's not unrealistic and it's, it's so worth every second and every step of the process. Um, Kathy and I have always said it from the start, we were going to be super honest with all of our children. I'm going to be super honest with John Ryder about how he got to, into this world. Um, and I know you have said before that like honesty and openness is key did you guys do any like photo shoots with your surrogate? Did y'all, are y'all planning on? Did we do any what? Sorry, I missed that. Like a photo shoot, like a baby, like a baby shoot no. or anything. Are you, are you, obviously you're going to be open about using a surrogate later, but you know what I'm saying? Like, are you, were you, um, you feel like honesty is important and communication I do, and is I important. Think, well, I think, I think to tell, you know, to tell people, I mean, I was tempted to walk around like all fit and skinny with my three week old and be one of those LA moms, but <laughs> I, I told people, um, I said, I have a surrogate and I, and cricket, cricket nose. And, um, it's just, it's interesting because I always have, will be honest with my kids about stuff like that, but cricket yeah. was a twin and, um, I lost <sighs> the baby, I think nine or 10 weeks in. And, but the, the embryo was there until she was born. It never left. Usually they they pass or they 
disappear. Oh my goodness. And so um, when she was like 18 months old, she was an early, early talker, but she's like, oh, I'm holding her hand. I'm holding her hand. And I didn't know. I thought she was talking about her own hand because she's new, new to speaking. And then, then she goes, no, I'm holding my sister's hand. I have a sister. <gasps> And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I never said, went into anything. And then she's like, oh, my sister's taking my granola bar. Oh, and my gosh. And she always reference her sister. And then a few months ago, and she would tell my mother-in-law, like, wait, my sister's coming. And then a few months ago, she goes, my sister's dead. And I was like, what? She goes, yeah, my sister died. And I never, I, w- I was always going to tell her eventually that she was a twin. Mm-hmm. But it was never something that I was going to bring up to a two-year-old. It was right. age appropriate. And so she'd always talk about her sister and now, now it's her dead sister. And so she talks to her teachers about her dead sister and she, um, yeah. And so then, I mean, her, I picked her friend up for a play date, the two of them after school and her friend said, my grandma's cat died. And Crick goes, oh, my sister died. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's way to one up her. Oh my goodness. So how did she know? She just knew this in her spirit. I I never told her. (gasps) No one ever told her. I mean, there's. Wow. That's incredible. That gives me chills. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That gives me chills. And it's crazy. Like the children's like intuition. Um, We, we always talk about our kids are incredible. We're like, they just know they get it. But like, that is the sweetest, craziest. Wow. Oh yeah, my it's, goodness. It's, She's it's a special wild. little thing. Cricket. She's so wow. special. Sure is. Oh my goodness. Um, I would love to ask a couple more questions about birth before we talk into like after yeah. that. Uh, I would love to know things that were important to you. I know you told Sarah that something you loved was getting immediate like skin to skin, getting to hold uh, hold in right away. Did you cut the cord? How was it like afterwards in terms of your expectations of connecting with him after you hadn't carried him yeah that's a good question it's we adam cut the umbilical cord um we did we couldn't really do skin to we did right away but then his heart heart rate was dropping so they had to kind of monitor him which just freaked me out uh, as i mentioned but um um but yes so it's it's different it just is different it's um not breastfeeding was and breastfeeding was a huge thing for me and it's just it's a totally different experience from having if you've had a baby yourself and carried the baby i mean it's just your life is different the nine months especially of covid where things were so weird and i wasn't pregnant thank goodness because mm-hmm. i was <laughs> happy hour was, happy hour was kind of awesome at that point <laughs> um <laughs> yeah but it, truth it's you have to bond in a very different way. And then I also, I had a night nurse, so I didn't get up with him. That makes me sound terrible, but I didn't get up with him in the middle of the night to feed because he was on formula. So because, and I asked, I asked the doctor about that and he said, get your rest. If you can sleep and then you've got your energy for both of your kids the next day. Mm-hmm. So, um, and people choose, will choose different, different options. You know, it's all dependent on, um, on your personality or what, or whatever, however you want to do it. But for me, I just thought I'll get, I'll sleep because I, because I can. And, but also since I hadn't had the baby, I had so much more energy being able to take care of both my kids. And yeah, that's a plus. um, But it's, you have to, it's a different, it's just, it's still different. It it has, for me, it's just, it takes, it has taken a minute Mm -hmm. to, to get that bond. And now, now it is more like he's, he's saying mama and all that. And so it's get, we're get, getting there, Aww, but it's still yeah. just, it's different. So sweet. I was talking to, um, a girl recently or, you know, a couple days ago who was thinking about surrogacy and 
she asked me a similar question. I'm like, you know, it's, it's honest. I'm glad you said that because it's honest to say, you know, this experience is different. It's not like having a baby because you don't have the baby. So it's just, I think once I accepted, you might feel like this, once I accepted that the process was going to be really different, um, it's going to be different than what I was used to with Charlotte. But once I accepted that and kind of my expectations were there, I was better. I was okay. And I'm well, sure also, that you guys are ne- next to each other all the time and all yeah. that. And I wasn't able to even be like touch her stomach or anything like that. Yeah, so. that's tough. And co- the COVID year. Oh my goodness. Right. So did you feel that instant connection or you feel like it had kind of like you had to get there once that once you brought Holden home and I felt the instant connection, but then I didn't feel the same. It was just different after like the second I held him like, Oh my gosh, I've been waiting for you for so long and worked so hard for you. But it was just, um, and then just to develop a bond over time, but it's, it wasn't the, it wasn't the same thing. And and Kim Kardashian said, it's exact same. Well, it's just not, and maybe it was for her, but it's just not. Um, (laughs) And I feel, I feel like as a mom of two uh, that I had like pretty conventionally, I feel like that's, I've had similar experience with both of mine. I mean, not, sorry, I've had a similar experience. It, it is different with both because they're like different kids. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, like yeah, different, exactly. and I couldn't imagine it would be even different, even exponentially more different when you have a different birthing experience, a different pregnancy experience. Um, so, yeah. and I do feel like when you have a, another kid, you kind of expect it to feel like it's your the same as what what happened after you had your first, because mm-hmm. that's just like your memory. Um, and what, I feel like it was I couldn't similar. even meet I couldn't meet Cricket for five days too. So I think <gasps> that is another huge Golly, thing. that's a huge. Uh, I was had in a some hotel, wild. I was in a hotel Leslie. room in mm-hmm. I was in a hotel room in Hollywood pumping, and my baby was at in the NICU, and so oh my it gosh. was that was brutal. So I think also part of when I first met her, it was like oh my gosh, you're alive. But I don't yeah. know how long you're going to be in this hospital, and so it was, mm. it was so it was just such different experiences that I couldn't that obviously I couldn't expect them to be the same. But yeah, I'm yeah. so grateful to have both of them. So yeah. grateful. Well, I think moral of the story is just like all about expectations, and I think every every woman's journey is different, surrogate or not, second kid, third kid, um, but. Real quick before we move on to afterbirth and some of like your favorite mom must have, what what would be some advice or maybe just like quick encouragement for women listening who are about to start the IVF process and about to start like vetting for a surrogate through an agency, like all of that? What kind of just like encouragement would you give them who are about to start the process? Well, I would say it's it's a it's a long road, but it's totally worth it and. Um, do your best to have patience and, um, Mm -hmm. also do, do your research. Don't necessarily jump to the first, um, agency that you see or the first surrogate that's available and just make sure your personalities, um, your personalities are compatible. And, um, that's, that's that's a big thing. And if you know of anyone that has used an agency, ask them, you know, because that is, that changed my whole situation. Totally. That's great advice. Um, okay. So you mentioned formula. So 
you said that your surrogate, you guys, she didn't pump. You guys kind of like ended that journey at the hospital. You brought Holden home. Kathy is a saint and she's going to pump and hopefully give me some breast milk. But she's mm-hmm. also pumping for her as well, just to balance her hormones and burn some oh, calories. I know. Yeah, so, I want to tr- try at least. I mean, it's grateful. I'm grateful because Sarah is like, whatever, you don't have to if you don't want to. So if it works for like a week, then that's all I'll do. But I yeah, I want to try. But you can try. You know, sometimes I get <laughs> the idea of, of, of you being like, okay, we've worked with you for like an entire year. <laughs> I'm taking my baby home and doing formula. Like I get that idea as well. Yeah. I think yeah. there's something about just like ending and Richard mentioned this too. He was like, Kelly doesn't feel like she has to keep pumping. Like if we want to like end the journey, you know, cut the tie. Like I totally get that too. Um, but well, my, my pediatrician, who's the best in the biz, he's been on the today show a million times, Dr. Hamilton. He uh, said formula is just fine. And I yeah. was, I bought the fancy HIPAA and the other one. Bobby. Did you um, yeah, Hall. Oh, Hall. I got all those, and, and my son didn't like them, so I just did Similac, something yeah, Similac, good for you, sensitive or something. So, and my doctor said that's just fine. So, okay, it really is. I mean, the most important thing is that baby's gaining weight, and getting fed, and that mom is feeling happy and healthy mentally. <laughs> that's right, the most exactly. important. So, we are actually in the process of stocking up on formula too, just to be ready. Um, speaking of, like, it's funny because. I haven't done the newborn phase in four years. Like Charlotte just turned four and I've like somehow forgotten everything of things I needed. Totally. Um, What can you help me? Cause I'm actually in the process of making my list and there's actually new stuff since Charlotte has been born that I'm like, wait, that didn't exist. That's cool. Is there anything that you like couldn't live without on those first couple weeks home? Well, the baby Brezza formula, if you're going to do bottles, the formula maker makes the bottles for you. So you just put powder in there. It's all set. It's like oh an gosh. espresso for bottles. Um, amazing. It's, it's that was the number one thing for me. Um, and then just the good old baby swing is crazy, yeah. especially if you have another kid and you will, I was, I really wanted to have babies back to back and obviously that didn't work out, but I will tell you having cricket is just turned four as well. And she is so helpful. I flew to Idaho um, with both of my kids on my own yesterday and which was not, not awesome, but, um, she was just so helpful. And, um, so, but it was, yeah, it was, oh. I put him as a lap infant, even though I had a seat for my husband, but he had to stay back. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why can't I just use the seat? Like, oh, well, his name's not Adam. I'm like, can we pretend his name is Adam? So I can put him in a car seat. And seat. <laughs> oh, and then oh they finally said, yeah, they finally said, okay, yes. But they had already checked my car seat. So I was, but anyway, oh. here we're here. You, you made, made it. it. Well, yeah, I you're right. It's probably easier with Cricket being old enough to like walk yeah. through and go potty and all of that. Yes, exactly. You're I love to hear human. that she's helping because that's like my say. I'm like overwhelmed at, oh my gosh, I've heard the jump from one to two is crazy, but I'm holding on to the fact that Charlotte's is going to be like my mini helper and my a, a second mother. <laughs> or at least yeah. does Cricket feed him a bottle or did? I'm like going to train um, Charlotte. Yeah, she, she did. And then um, she kind of did, but she got gets a little bored of that. But she thought she yeah. really likes him, which is great. But he finally feeds himself. I, every day I would look up uh, how long, because he's giant. He weighs almost as much as Cricket, and he's nine months old. <laughs> he's so cute. Aww, cute. He is huge. He's like my size. So, um, yeah, so finally he feeds himself. Thank goodness. 
Amazing. Okay. Well, um, last question I have. So obviously the surrogacy process is incredible. Thank God for science. There's really sweet moments, but there are also a lot of emotions involved. Like what for listeners, um, and just expecting moms on the intended parent side too, or even for the surrogate, I guess, um, what are some do's and don'ts of like what not to say (laughs) and maybe just how you can encourage an expecting mom that's feeling emotional? Well, um, what not to say definitely. I mean, I would definitely back to what I said before. Don't, um, don't say, Oh my gosh, you're so lucky Mm -hmm. Uh, because it's, you have first of no clue. Um, yeah, what what they're going through, and you know anything about you know baby weight or anything like that. It's just it's 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 kind of crazy what people what people say, and they laugh about it. And <laughs> it's it's you, you have to remember like it's it sounds like a great idea. Someone else carries a baby, the stork comes and drops it off, but it's a whole a whole other thing because you have no control. You have no control over what they're doing. You don't, and you don't know what they're doing, and you you hope and you've got faith in them. But you don't you have you don't you don't know what's going on and you don't know what they're putting in their bodies. And some people you can have your surrogate like only have organic food, all that. And I wasn't mm-hmm. I mean, if she wants Panda Express orange chicken, you know what, go for it. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's I yeah, and I didn't wanna I didn't wanna be like that. But it's just it's really hard not having the control and also not feeling your baby inside you because that was one right. of the coolest things, feeling the baby kick and all that and moving. And also, you know, like, oh, the baby's alive. I can feel the baby. And it, you don't have that when when you're not there. So yeah. it's, it's it just be sensitive to people who are going through it because I guarantee you it's not their first choice. Right. So be sensitive. I think that's I think that's really good. Did you um, you mentioned you wanted your second your surrogate to be a first time surrogate. Was she this time around? Yes. Did that, do you feel like, um, did she have any, like on her side of things, did she have like an emotional journey? Did she have any like particulars that she wanted to communicate with you along the way from like her perspective? Not really. She was just, she was just chill and great. It's amazing. It's like what you could ask for. Yeah. That's like Kathy. Kathy's chill and great. I'm trying to be chill and great. You know, so many people are ask me about how I'm doing and I'm like, I'm great. Like, I'm so good. Y'all shouldn't be asking me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm do. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I am. I feel like you guys were saying this is an encouraging thing that it's so worth it. It's so worth it. It's so worth it. And I would say it's a surrogate too, that it's so worth it. There's nothing that's been more fulfilling and more exciting and more rewarding and just mind blowing than going through this process. And I am fully aware of the honor and the privilege and this like special season. So, you know, I'm like, people shouldn't be worried about me. I'm on cloud nine. This is the coolest thing I've That's ever great. done. Right. You know? Yes. I'm glad you said that from a yeah, the surrogate perspective. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, we signed up for it knowing people are like, Oh, how do you feel handing off the baby? And I'm like, amazing. It's not mine. Like this is what I've been doing the whole thing for. Like I literally tear up thinking about him being in Sarah and Richard's arms. Like that's why we signed up to do it. I know. I I can't, the anticipation of the next handful of weeks are like too much to handle. I'm so excited. <laughs> if I'm having pregnancy insomnia, that's the reason is I'm like, <gasps> excited. We've made it. We did it. Yeah. I know. I love that you said that, Kathy, because we've been talking a lot about like the intended parent perspective. And also, like, I hate, Leslie, that you had such a terrible experience that first go 
But at the same time, I'm like, okay, if you're signing up to be a surrogate, like you uh, want yeah. to put your body through it. You like, do. You so should. I'm just hoping. Yeah. I just think that there are so many amazing women out there that the other thing people don't think about, it's not just the women at the surrogates, it's their husbands and their children and their, you know, their family that are going through a whole thing too. And if something happens, like they have to go on bed rest or whatever, which I didn't have, but then it's like, they have to completely, their families have to take over and start something that the whole family has to sign up for. Yeah. Yeah. Can I tell you guys a story last night? (laughs) Yes. Last night I was changing clothes and I legit couldn't put my underwear on because I couldn't bend down (laughs) and then I couldn't figure out. You're at that stage. Oh gosh. I I was like, do I get down and do it? Like I could, I couldn't figure out how to like hike my leg up. And so Alex had to help me, my sweet husband. And he made an off. He was like, it's going to be a long six weeks. And I was like, (laughs) you know, then I got mad. I was like, "Uh -uh." uh-uh. I was, and then he was like, I know he caught, he quickly got it. And he was like, I said, I'm going to need you for the next six weeks to tell me something encouraging every single day. <laughs> and yes, he was like, that's on awesome. it. got it. He said, you're strong. You can do it. I'll put your underwear on, you know? So it really does take <laughs> an entire family mm-hmm. and it's different because he doesn't touch my belly. He has zero connection to it. He does yep. not need to be reminded that it's not his. He's very thankful. <laughs> <laughs> He's very he thankful, but I bet it makes He's you excited. feel like. You're on that journey on your own, really. Well, you know? some days, but I have you, so that helps. I That's do true. Think, I do think it would be, it would feel that way if I uh, wasn't, if I wasn't involved, like you and I, Sarah, weren't as connected. If we, if I lived out of state or something, or I would I was probably a different require person. a lot more from my partner and spouse. Yes, because it really is a partnership. Well, if really, Alex, yeah. If he doesn't encourage you every day, you let me know. I will get onto him you know he does he's very sweet he's he was joking like i know i know six weeks of putting on your underwear like he's joking but you know you know he's very he's very helpful and of course it does i think it does help to feel supportive of having you and along the way asking how i'm doing what my needs are things like that yeah okay this is a little off topic i know we we're hitting we just hit an hour so we probably have to get off soon but leslie this is off topic from surrogacy, but let's just talk about how you're just an incredible cook. I follow you. I see your dishes and your recipes. You love to host dinners. Um, I could learn from you because I think Richard th- wishes I was a better cook. Can you tell us, like, what is your favorite thing to cook for your family? We're probably going to put some of your recipes in the show notes just because we yeah, wish we, love we were that. better cooks. We love yeah. that. We really And Kathy's do. a nutritionist, so she's a foodie. I oh, am, yeah. but awesome. I, I am, but I also like cooking is to, for your family is a whole different ball game. I'm like, it's let's hard. eat. Here's a ball. Yeah. I'm like, I love to study food and well, eat Leslie food. Well, Leslie always looks cooking like she's cooking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leslie look, always looks like she's cooking for like a huge group of people. So. Well, that's what I do. And, and my husband gives me trouble because I have parties all the time and I do a fun thing called, um, cookbook club. And so I pick Ooh. a cookbook every month. It was kind of got derailed a little bit during COVID, but I pick one cookbook. And then all my friends that come and it's couples that come, they buy the cookbook and they pick one, two, three recipes out of it. And then I make like six or seven. And so that's really, that's a really fun thing that we've been doing. But um, cooking for my family is a challenge because Cricket is so picky. Holden eats anything. And Adam goes like, sometimes he's on keto. Mm -hmm. And then I'm my just like low cal, low carb, low fat deal. 
So I'm, I'm kind of done cooking <laughs> the, night, yeah. the nightly meals because it's yeah. like too much. And then I have to clean. I'm like, I'm over it. Yeah, over it. But I love having parties. And my favorite thing I've been making recently is just throwing uh, corn on the grill and then putting like some vinegar and dill and sweet onion from the farmer's market. Just making a little salad. I'm doing that for 4th of July. Ooh. And then another thing I love is the heirloom tomatoes right now and the sweet onions and just thinly slice them and put olive oil red wine vinegar and some capers, cucumber in there, whatever. And it's just so fresh and healthy and Ooh, delicious. Summery. Summer. And flaky yeah. sea salt and, and pepper. Oh, and that's yeah. like that's really amazing. what I'm into. I'm hungry. I, I, love my tra- I love my Traeger grill. And I put anything that would go in the oven on my Traeger. On the yes. grill. I love it. Well, that's, yeah. that's so many good that's ideas. On our, yeah, that's on our new wish list is to get uh, upgraded Traeger. Because Traeger's yeah. my favorite thing. I have, the jam. I have uh, four barbecues. And some someone was over at our house the other night, like, Adam, talk to me about all your barbecues. Say, oh, they're Leslie's. They're not mine. <laughs> I love that so much. Man, I wish we were coming to uh, your house for the 4th of July barbecue. Ribs show. from 4th of July on the Traeger. Yum. Good for you, girl. I love that. Well, Leslie, this has been incredible. Thank you so much for answering all of our questions. And you, this is just really valuable time and insight. And we're so grateful that your journey has such a sweet, happy ending. Yes. Oh, well, thank you. It's been so great chatting with you guys. And congratulations. I'm so excited for you. And I can't wait to see pictures. Thank you so much, Leslie. Thank you for all your honest, good feedback. Um, this was so fun. And I hope we see you soon. Yes. California Let's... is too far. California well, is too Disneyland's far. Disneyland's here. That's true. We'll be there. We're coming soon. (laughs) We're coming soon. (laughs) Uh, All right, right, Leslie, you'll have a great rest of your vacation. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much, you guys, and have a great day, and good luck, and congratulations. Thank Thank you you. so much. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey guys, we are excited to share with you our new partnership with Your Superfoods. Not only do they have great tasting product, but they are on a mission to help improve people's health through the power of plants. I fell in love with their superfood and plant protein mixes after I was diagnosed and started my lifestyle change. One of the founders is also a cancer survivor, which is why I came across their story. I make a ton of smoothies and my daughter Charlotte loves them too. Your Superfoods is 100% plant-based, no sweeteners, no soy, no dairy, gluten-free, and non-GMO. So you can purchase with our code SISTER15 and you will receive 15% off your purchase, any purchase, not just your first one. So go to YourSuper.com and use the code SISTER15, S-I-S-T-E-R-1-5, for 15% off your order. Go grab your superfoods.